They were all together in one place. Friends, I have to admit, for weeks now, I have dreaded these words coming up in our lectionary reading for the story of Pentecost. I knew they were coming, and I knew how difficult they'd be to hear and make sense of today. This past spring has been one without big gatherings, at least not those in person. Every occasion and activity that has been typically done with lots of people has had to adapt, including worship, for this new physically distant reality we find ourselves in today. Now, we know this is how we are called to care for one another, to love one another as God has loved us. But still, we long to be together, to be with family and friends, to be in a crowd, a mall, a stadium, a concert hall, a sanctuary. Hey, sometimes even the line at the DMV isn't sounding so bad. They were all together in one place. That's how Luke begins the story of Pentecost. Jews from all over had gathered in Jerusalem, David's holy city, for the festival of weeks, a spring harvest festival, but also an occasion where they remembered Moses receiving of the law on Mount Sinai. Pentecost, meaning 50, was the pinnacle of this festival, marking 50 days after Pentecost, or after Passover, sorry, <laughs> when all of a sudden something extraordinary happens. Divided tongues as of fire descend upon them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other languages. The long list of peoples Luke goes through shows that each of these uh, people spoke a different language. And because of this, didn't really interact a whole lot together. And what's astonishing to the people gathered on Pentecost is that now they were able to understand one another. It's a reversal of the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis, where God divides the people, giving them different languages and places to live. Now these divided tongues are brought together by God's Holy Spirit. Well, the crowd gathered on Pentecost didn't all agree on what this meant. I find it ironic that God makes it possible for people of all these different languages to understand one another, yet they can't all agree on what it means. Some say that they had been drinking. Others were amazed. Some simply were just perplexed. Thankfully, though, Peter knows what's going on, and he sets the record straight. In fact, Jesus told his disciples many times what would happen and that this is just what Peter communicates to the group, telling them that this is God's spirit, and it was foretold by the Old Testament prophet Joel. Joel tells us in the last days that that is the day of God's redemption, that God's spirit will be poured out on all, the rich and poor, the young and old, slaves and free. Peter echoes Joel's prophecy because it declares what the presence of God's spirit means for the world. This is really what the day of Pentecost is all about, celebrating the presence of God's spirit and how the spirit gave birth to the church all those years ago. Friends, Pentecost is a story about God's wild and boundless and limitless spirit sparking the birth of the church. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says that God's spirit or wind blows where it chooses. It's unpredictable but powerful. Often in art and Christian imagination, 
we think of the Holy Spirit as a dove, as this is how the Spirit is described in Jesus' baptism as it descends on him. The image of the dove gives the connotation of a gentle, peaceful spirit. And sometimes we experience God's Spirit and presence this way. But I want to share another image of the Spirit with you that, to me, better captures the Spirit encountered on Pentecost. In the Celtic Christian tradition, the Spirit isn't depicted as a gentle dove, but rather as a wild goose. A wild goose was understood to be an unpredictable, disruptive animal that couldn't be herded or tamed. As its name implies, it's wild. The Spirit is also understood as a wild, unpredictable, even disruptive force. In our Pentecost story this morning, we see this disruptive spirit blow unpredictably into a gathering of people from different places who speak different languages, and this spirit gave them the ability to understand one another. This wild spirit was able to create a, a community out of people from different places, some of whom were even from enemy regions. Peter names this wild, limitless nature of God's spirit echoing Joel's prophecy, saying that the Spirit has been poured out upon all and beckons the old to dream and the young to have visions. This wild Spirit of God simply cannot be limited or even fully understood. Now, this is a difficult thing for us Presbyterians to grasp because we like to do things decently and in order. We like to dig deep and we like to feel like we can comprehend and understand something fully. But this unpredictable spirit of God shrugs off any such attempt. What we can say with certainty about the spirit is that it's God's abiding presence with us. In fact, God's spirit continues to surprise us in the myriad ways God can and God will show up for us. Just like Pentecost, the spirit connects us with God and with one another and reminds us of our call to be Christ's witnesses as his church. That same spirit is blowing through the church today. Now, I don't mean the building by any means. I mean each of you and all of us together. And I don't just mean WPC, and I don't just mean the Presbyterian Church, but the whole church of Jesus Christ in this place and every place. This same unbounded, limitless spirit is allowing us to continue to be the church in this time and place we are in today. God's wild and surprising spirit has allowed us to be Christ's church in new and adaptive ways. To continue to worship God together even when we're apart physically. To love and serve our neighbors even while social distancing. So friends, may we continue to be led by God's wild and limitless spirit. Trusting that it will lead us to be Christ's witnesses in new and surprising ways in this time. May we trust that God's Spirit will never leave us, but instead will always lead us to love and care for one another, to dream and have visions, and that the Spirit will always find ways to bring us together in Christ, even when we're physically apart. Friends, may it be so. Amen.